Well, welcome to Wozcast. Another episode after a very, very long break. I think it's been a little while since I've put one out. That's good. It's good that you've been sober for a while. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. So, um, two guests, two whiskies. We've got Lewis. Hello. And we've got Alex. Hi there, everyone. And, um, and of course, Lewis being the husband and Alex being best man extraordinaire. Um, and, and, also, <laughs> and also voiceover guy. Um, now, uh, I've actually got notes for this one in here. So, whiskey, I should probably introduce, is Balblair, um, which Balblair was one of the distilleries that we kind of just went to on a whim, I believe, Lewis. We didn't really decide to go there because we were going to Balblair. I think I wanted to go see a standing stone. And I was like, oh, look, there's a distillery. We should drop in. Yeah. And we did, and we were the only people in the distillery, apart from the people that ran the joint. And um, and so we visited, and it was rather lovely. Would you not say? Yeah, no, no. It was, <laughs> no, it was too busy doing research. No, it was good. And if I remember, it was like really, really far away. And the um, that was the, the last story we went to before catching the train. No? No. No? Okay. No. No, Belle Blair was the one that had the standing stone near it. Right, okay. Yeah, so it, I think you're thinking of another trip altogether. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should go back. Yeah, I think we, we need a refresher. Well, there is there are plans for doing um, something like that. Um, so this one is a bottle of Belle Blair 12-year-old that I managed to procure through the Whiskey Club. Um, so, so this one wasn't where the, the whis- that uh, Angel Share movie was yes, done? Yes, this is. This is the one? Yes. Right, okay, I've got half of the story right. Awesome. That is good. Well, the fact that it involves whiskey. No, no, no. There, there was actually a movie called The Angel Share, uh, and part of it was filmed there. Ah. Yeah. I think um, there was it a it was a heist movie, wasn't it? Uh, oh, and there's a train. Always the train. Be, which is interesting because actually um, the Belvedere Distillery was moved in 1895, I think, so it could be closer to a train station. So I think it was a really appropriate uh, sound effect. <laughs> very, very point um, on point there. Um, Edithon in Scotland. So um, what's the story? So. Um, got this bottle through the Whiskey Club. Um, I don't know that you'd actually get this one in Australia unless you went to a specialty store. Okay. Um, the only place that I've seen Belle Blair for sale is um, there was a little uh, a little cellar in Bull Creek that used to sell various um, various things, but they specialised in whiskey, so they had you know wine Ooh. and everything like that. Um, so they had quite a collection. So um, we did buy a bottle of Belle Blair many years ago, didn't we, Lou? Yeah. And then we had the bottle that Michelle gave us, um, which she brought all the way from Yorkshire and um, took it to a boat, and then we couldn't drink it on the boat, and then we brought it back to Australia, and it survived the trip. It basically did a lap mm. of the world. Um, and we opened that up, oh, it was a few months ago now. I think Daniel might have been there as well. And we had a bit of a dram of it. And um, yes. would you believe the bottle's still going? Which is surprising because Daniel was there for the opening. <laughs> I think, you know, we were, very, um, we were very good with that bottle. I think we had a few whiskies to try that night. Um, but this one, um, so the 12-year-old, should we get cracking? Give it a go. I'm in favour of that. Oh, listen to that. I like the cork. Cork is lovely. I think it's one of my favourite things about Belle Blair is the shape of the bottle and the... Oh, cheers. 
and the and the cork um it's just nice and big and almost like it's made out of wood and um like the top of it and mm. just an unusual shaped bottle as well that I find's quite nice oh it reminds me I've got some bottles for you for your oh, little for light project thank yeah. you I like those yeah so I'll get that to you but this it's mm. a very it's a very light color whiskey like yeah it's only it's only 12 years old but it's a very like light straw kind of color they call it and yet it's got quite a bit of Quite a bit of character to it. The the, the uh, notes tell us it's polished gold. Polished gold. Oh yeah. That definitely yellow gold there. Yeah yeah. I can it's read that. Nice. But Carol. you're right. It is it mm. is quite. Um, um, it's not like you know some of your ones that have been done in um, in in casks with red wine and that mm. kind of thing. Mm. I, um, I don't know what the aging process on this one was. I think it might have been just American oak, wasn't it? Um, let's see if we can find some, some, ah, there we go. Matured an American ex oak, um, American ex oak, American oak, ex bourbon and double fired American oak casks. So the double fired might be that really sort of coffee taste that you get from it. I've got a bit of caramel in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd read that. I think. Because I always get with, you know, bourbon mm. casts, I always get that really strong yeah. vanilla you know, from the oak. Definitely vanilla flavour. But that caramel, I think, is probably from that process of double charring it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yes, it's it, it's a very welcome whiskey. That's uh, a whiskey that asks to continue to be drunk. <laughs> it does, it does and does. Um, so I think we're on to a winner. Yes. Um, something a little bit different to try with it. I'm not sure whether it's probably the best move at all, but um, our good friends at Sulu's Chocolatier decided to make something a little bit different. They've started doing a white chocolate that's mixed with, uh, what do you call it, like dehydrated fruit powders. So they're doing some really unusual ones. They're doing, um, well, so they're doing usual ones and then they're doing unusual ones. So you've got passion fruit, mm. um, which is, you know, fairly usual. But they've got yuzu as well. What's that? Um, yuzu's a, uh, it's a type of citrus, I believe. Mm. Um, maybe one of you can do a bit of research. Um, it's really big on the foodie scene at the moment. You'll see it in a lot of beers and that kind of Ooh, thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, yuzu seems to be the the thing du jour. Remember, it used to be finger limes. Yep. Yeah, you know, with their little um, little um, individual pods of bursts of flavour. Um, now it's yuzu. Right. Um, but this one is raspberry. So white chocolate mixed with raspberry powder, and um, I thought. Let's give it a shot with Ooh. this. I'm not sure whether it's probably the best match, but it's tasty. Oh. Oh. Mmm. I don't know if it's the best match, but it is spectacular. Mmm. Quite different, isn't it? No, I don't think it really... It doesn't enhance the whiskey, that's for sure. I think, no. um, I think coating your mouth with the chocolate that smooths out the whiskey, though. Do you find it quite rough? Yeah, I found it when I first had the first few sips. It was a bit rough and um, not as smooth as I'd expect. But when you put the um, the the chocolate, the white chocolate mm. in your mouth, it like coats your mouth. So when you taste the whiskey, you're um, not getting those uh, the, the rough taste to it. Mm. Yeah, I, well, that makes sense. I mean, it's like having um, 
your Kalua and milks and those sorts mm. of things, it's always going to, you know, soften the liquor that you're having with it. Ooh, white Russians. There's something we haven't had for a while. No. I must go back to Russia. Mmm. 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 Wouldn't you just drink vodka there? Yeah, I'd, I'd bathe in it, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty impressed with that, must say. Uh, both, actually. The chocolate's superb. And uh, mm. the whiskey is... I, I I find it very gentle, whiskey. That's what I mean by... Yeah, it, I didn't it, find it, that it was harsh from... at all. No. But probably Lewis probably very... doesn't drink as much whiskey as we do. That's quite possible. No? Um, He's yeah. a sherry fiend. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny? Tia Maria? No, no. I just, I just find it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's nice, but it just hasn't got the, you know, I, I guess a lot of the whiskies we drink are sometimes a bit more aged than that. So that one just got a bit more immaturity to the taste of it. Oh, I, I would say as a person who doesn't mind the occasional cube uh, with my whiskey, this requires absolutely none. I actually sense that the flavour is nicely open the moment it's poured into the glass. Absolutely, and. Just, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm missing that harshness that you're getting from it, though. Yeah, I can't get it, but that, that, that may be me. Mm. Maybe you, but... Uh... Um, you, have you seen The Angel Shem? No, I think it's one of those films we've always like gone, we really must watch that film, and they've never gotten around to watching it. Because it's really funny, I think they were selling DVDs of it, and we thought, mm. oh, we'll have to watch that when we get back to Perth, but we never did. Yeah, oh. Well, we should see if it's available on one of those commercial downloading <laughs> companies. Yeah. yeah the, the plot for Angel Share is uh, narrowly avoiding jail. Dad, Robbie, vows to turn over a new leaf. A visit to a whiskey distillery inspires him and his mates to seek out a way out of their hopeless lives. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I remember seeing a clip of it. I think they showed it as part of the presentation at Belle Blair. Now, what we did have is we, you know how we, when we go to distilleries, we've got this habit of buying whiskey glasses. Oh, indeed. Nice At hobby. that stage, we also had a habit of buying little um, little miniatures of the whiskies as Beautiful. well. And so we bought three miniatures there and brought them back into Australia. And it was a 1975, which we thought we'd buy because it was like really close mm. to your birthday. Closest mm. to my birthday they had was an 89 and a 2001 so was... So closest to my birthday. ...was the newest one that they had at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's true. 1989. <laughs> yeah, I'm just old enough to drink in Australia. <laughs> it's a wonderful Well, experience. and that's why we started this podcast, because we thought we'd celebrate the fact that you're old enough to drink now. I appreciate that. On what planet, we're not sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we've got those, and we thought, oh, should we do, like, a massive tasting of all the different ones? And then we realised 50 mils... It's only going to give us, like, you know, what, about 18 mils yes, each? Yes, <laughs> so yeah, probably not a lot. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be a and, lot between the lot of us, so... And the way we'll one to... of you gets up in the middle of the night yeah. just takes a 50 mil swig, <laughs> yeah, it won't last beyond much of a fortnight, really. Do you know what's really funny is, we've, you know, some of those sample bottles that we've had um, have evaporated, yeah. and, you know, the Angel Share's actually gone, you know, quite a bit. I'm guessing that... the year that we were there, Lewis, would have been 2011, maybe? I'm not at sure. At best? Maybe a little bit later. Maybe it was 2012. 
Um, these bottles don't look like they've got really? anything missing from them. Great seals. Well done, well there. <laughs> or perhaps angels just don't like it. Well, they're in a box as well, so I do uh, wonder whether that protects them from evaporation as well. I think so. What, um, what were the flavours you said, again, that you guys tasted in the, in the whiskey? Caramel, um, vanilla. Yeah. You, uh, so there was um, the vanilla, caramel. Um, I got coffee. Um uh, have you have you got official tasting notes for us? I, I do, I do. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll compare notes. Okay. While, while he's doing that, I can say Angel, the Angel's Share is available uh, as an online download. Oh, good, okay. Maybe, maybe <laughs> for we'll rental, watch, $4.99. Maybe we'll have Australia. to watch that tonight instead of Star Wars. Um, but the, uh, so the Whiskey Exchange, they said, uh, the elegant and approachable Belle Blair 12-year-old is the first whiskey in the Belle Blair, Belle Blair collection and has been matured in a combination of double-fired American oak cast. It's good. It's the same information you got there. The results is a whiskey with a warm, complex character and a sweet, citrusy aroma. The palate offers notes of orange, honey, and cinnamon before a long, creamy finish with hints of vanilla and, and leather. Oh. oh, the leather might be where I'm getting that coffee yeah. kind of richness from. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah, ground spices and that kind of thing. I, I could understand it. Mm. It's got a. Uh... It is complex, though, for a 12 year old. You've got to admit that it's mm. got excellent character. I'd really like to get hold of one of their older expressions. Mm. Like, I really, really <laughs> like to, Lou. Because <laughs> 12, 12, year, 12 year old would take it back to 2007. Uh, yeah. Mm. So, year after we were married. There you go. What was I doing in 2007? Oh, that's right. I was in grade two. <laughs> oh. uh. <laughs> Again, it's great to have you here well, and able to drink legally. If anyone sees a picture of Alex, it'll be like, man, he aged poorly. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens, what, what happens when on your 18th birthday you start drinking whiskey by, by the gross? <laughs> you know, and you're here in my mum's house, able to... Uh... <laughs> Yes, I, re I really wish that Bev would keep it down in the background. <laughs> Absolutely. Her and her Avery. <laughs> yeah, the birds are going off tonight. Mm. Um, so... What to match it with? What would you match it with? Um, well, <laughs> I did laugh at the tasting notes that I had, um, which was a tuna... How do you say that? Is it nisquoise? Salmon nisquoise? Is it nisquoise? How do you say that word? I've never known nisquoise? how to say it. Nisquoise? It's a horrible idea of a salad. Yes. They usually do it with tuna, but they're saying salmon there. Um, Little salmon croquettes, yes, I could agree with. I, it's not a, I don't think it's a meal whiskey. No. I, I, I think it's something uh, like... Um, uh, a 5 p.m. Yeah, before yeah. driving home. Yeah. Well, not that you would drink and drive. I mean, when no, the driver no, no, picks no. you up. But something that... <laughs> uh, something snacky. Like, I was thinking mm. something creamy, I agree. like a cheese. I'm thinking hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. But not at a cocktail party, just simply oh, yeah. you're home and it's a nice whiskey and you just have... Like you're right, tiny buckwheat pancakes Yes. with, I must admit, salmon. a little bit of salmon, but a dash of sour cream was, on top. I was about to put the cream on top of it. Yeah, <laughs> now you're absolutely right. A little right. dash of sour cream on there. So buckwheat blinis. Yes, blinis. I knew there was a proper word for it. I was raised correctly. Would you believe it or not? Mm. Um, so we're guessing that this was probably um, distilled in 2007. Yes. I have here a bottle that was distilled in 2005 and was bottled in 2017. 
So a twelve years later. No, I mean, we can yap on for a little bit longer if you guys are not ready. No, I'm done. Um, oh, oh, I've trained you both well. I, I, I will note that yeah. um, it looks like Lewis's sleepwalking uh, continues to be a problem in your house. <laughs> it does. Um, but you've got to admit, and I, I hope that Michelle does listen to this podcast. This bottle has lasted really well in a household that would quite happily drink a bottle of whiskey in a week sometimes two this baby has stuck around for over a year mm, no, no, very I, I, th- yeah. I think that's probably part miracle <laughs> um I'm, and, I'm, I'm, and yet daniel daniel's been in your house several times in that year i know that and that's surprising. why i don't understand i i hit it ah <laughs> yes but um you know as, as you're prone to do i'm absolutely convinced that bell blair was the the last story before we went to Inverness to catch that train. Okay. Because I know, I know like, I'm looking at the maps, I know having to go over the bridges to get yeah. back to Inverness. Yeah. And I know that we were rushing like mad because the traffic was terrible as well. Yeah, I know yeah. it was, but I'll, I'll, I'm pretty sure it was Klein Leash that we were at. Okay. Um, I, so if you have a look said, at where Klein Leash You was. said Cragmore before. No, no, no. I didn't say Cragmore. I, there's no recording to absorb information. <laughs> <laughs> If it ain't on the record, it didn't happen. Um, but this is more like the bottle that I'd had previously with its lovely, lovely little swirls and things on it. And I, I just, I don't, I think it's an um, incredibly unusual bottle because it's quite feminine in some ways. Mm. Um, and this has got the a different kind of top on it, even though it's you know similar in terms of it being a wide top. Good for those um, times where you get a bit arthritic, which, you know, it's cold sticking weather. with a template and individualising it for each brand. Well, yeah. I think, obviously, you know, the one that we're drinking now is the newer one, but I did really like this this B. Um, one of the wonderful things about Belle Blair is uh, I can't remember whether I wrote to them or what the story was, but I think I thanked them for a lovely um, tour around the distillery. Um not so much longer after I'd done that, I received a package in the post. Wonderful. I was just like, oh, I wonder what that is. Um, it was actually a tie, a beautiful silk tie with the, and I know that's terrible to do it on a podcast, but with this B motive for, that I've got for on For non-visual the, listeners, she's holding up a black disc with a B on it. Well, as, in, as in the letter B, yeah, not, not as, as in a Napoleonic the thing. Of the, um, of the whiskey bottle. Mm. Um and I think that Belle Blair, like, it had already won a place in my heart because it was a lovely place to go visit. Um, but that was just a nice little touch, wasn't it, Lou? Mm. Yeah, it was very, very nice. Very and nice. obviously, as a woman, I have very few chances to wear ties. blue ties, but it is a stunning tie. So this is the, the uh, 05, this one? No, that's water. Oh, that's water? Pour <laughs> <laughs> water in your glass so you like, can clear wow, it. Wow, the 05 is really clear. <laughs> I actually did put water in there, Lewis. Yeah. Just thought we'd... Um, we should have actually just let him continue uh, on with that. Start from scratch. Well, that one is very subtle. Can we get the cork sound? No, but... Oh, oh we can. I'll let Lewis pour satisfying. because no, no, um, no. as the driver... No, you, I, no, you pour. Um, I'm quite happy for you to do that. Just as the driver, I think that you're probably able to pour how much you're comfortable with. And hand, you can pour hands, yours because you know how much you're comfortable drinking. This being the first year that you're legally a- able to drink. And I'm drinking in my <laughs> mum's house as well. So I, I haven't moved out of home yet. Mm-hmm. 
She's got me for another 10 years, according date to <laughs> statistics. Um, and I dare say this will probably be the last time that we see this poor wee bottle. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's because, fabulous. Um, by memory, oh, yeah. it is a real little oh. treasure. It's a, it's a lot darker than the, um, the, other, the other whiskey. Um, I'd say it's quite similar in colour, actually. I agree with you both. It's um, similar, but it is I would a little Actually, darker. I'm going to hold both bottles up. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, here would, we go. I would actually say that the 05 is lighter. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. All right? No, the 05 is slightly darker. No bollocks. Yeah. Are you serious? Also, there's less of it, and it is still darker, because really? Lewis has been drinking it in the night. So, yeah, so it's totally hold darker. them up so you can see them yourself. You can't. You've got them in your hand. <laughs> I know. I'm going to hand them over to you. Oh my gosh, you two are so pedantic, argumentative. No, I'm with, I'm with, I'm, I think it's the O5. Yeah, I think really? the O5's darker. The O5's darker. Yeah, yeah. O5's darker. Really? Yeah. I'm not selling that. I'm going to find a white surface. I'm going to put it in front of me. I'm going to take a photo. Put, put it I'm on going the chiffonier. There's a, a, a. My mum's put a white lace thing. Oh, on you two are so annoying. No, I I hold by it. I actually think that the. The O five is is darker. Really? Yeah, and there is less of it. Yeah, <laughs> only only a shade darker. It's not like yeah, I agree yeah. absolutely. It is. I initially thought it was initially. Much I did say I agree right, with you both. It's very very similar, but one is slightly darker. Freaking democracy sucks sometimes. <laughs> you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I got a whiskey surprise. Oh, well done. <laughs> I just get to sit here. And you're driving home, so you can't drink it. What a shame. Hey, well, we can help with that. I can indeed. <laughs> um, but got to say, um, I find it even smoother still. Yeah. It's got much more woody taste. I agree. I, mm. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Mm. Um, mm. And I think Gentle nose on it. Can, uh, can one of you do some research for me um, while well, I just I'll look to the tasting notes? But with with Blair, do they do something similar in terms of they only bottle when they've got a vintage worth bottling? Like they don't they do don't go, they don't have a season of um, distilling and bottling and doing I'm those happy sorts to of investigate. things. I think that they're very particular about what they release. Mm. Yeah, I think you're if right, I, right, if, yeah. I, if I recall correctly. And that's why you don't get one from every year. Mm. You only get them on select years, which I found quite endearing. Mm. But um, it'll be interesting to see what you think. So, uh, so this is the first release of the 2005 Vintage. And so they're saying it's sparkling gold in appearance. So um, what was the other one? Polished gold. Polished gold. Oh, my goodness. It's like, they get like- out the Pantone, kids. <laughs> 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 We're going to have to have a look at this one. Uh, so blah, blah, blah. Um, so they obviously use the American Oak X bourbon barrels. Um, and again, they've gone with the whole thing of, you know, vanilla, leather, oranges, but I do like the hint Ooh. of fragrant cut flowers and a little bit of smoke. Now, if you, I would have picked the leather, but I would not have picked the smoke. It's quite interesting. I can't find anything on uh, it, it confirming that they distill 
at specific mm. uh, or, or not specific times, but as the, oh, the spirit I've got takes this them. Sort of memory but of... It, it hints at it as it, it talks about uh, they don't follow the concept of process as they they follow craft. I have to say as well, like I mean the the O five one is slightly different in that it's um, got the magnetic opener on it, mm. the box the I'm talking it. about. Yes, a little door so you can sort of open it up, and you know you got tasting notes on the inside oh, and nice. that kind of thing. Um, and I think that's kind of cool. But even the so this uh, two thousand and um, uh, sorry the twelve year old one, it's even it's it's quite a nice little box. Like it's not your average little box. It's designed oh, it's to keep it all nice and snug. Yes, and, it is. And I really like what they've I, done there. I, I I do like the um, the O five. It's a nice blue. Uh, and if you put a blue light on it, it would look like a TARDIS. <laughs> if, only had, if only its contents were infinite on so the inside. <laughs> that is very true. I just, I've just got such a strong memory of one being in the tasting room there and also just driving past that standing stone. Mm. I thought that was really cool. But you had an interesting observation about the standing <laughs> well, they, stone. Well, that's right. They described the standing stone as a prehistoric working calendar, which is unusual because the concept of prehistory is not recording time. And yet they were going ahead doing it 4,000 years ago. So mm-hmm. there we go. But that's just the pedant in me. Uh, I think that's funny. The, uh, I looked at the, uh, the Whiskey Exchange as well to see what they, they said about the, um, uh, the O5. Uh, and you, you, you're right. The, you were saying the, the, the you found more complexity and more richness to this particular whiskey than, than the twelve year old. Yeah, uh, not necessarily um, complexity, but definitely um, it's smoother mm-hmm. and there's just something else to it. Yeah, and because I because um, with the uh, the twelve year, the twelve year old they didn't mention smoking that they've given this one uh, a rating of one I think like out of five for smoke so it's a really subtle amount of smoke that's in the mm. in the whiskey um, sweetness is three on that one mm-hmm. uh, but yeah the richness is four so it's a very rich whiskey like uh, comparably to the the twelve year old um, but they said it had uh, notes of toffee and vanilla along with orchard citrus and ground spices. Mm. And they put apple there as well. Right. Mm-hmm. For the 05? Yeah, yeah. I could probably get that. I've, I never um, probably needed to drink it out of Glen Carnes to get that kind of, like, you usually get that at the sort of the... I haven't got the apple. No, but apple um, fragrance, you quite often get those subtle kind of greener kind of characteristics. I agree. Um, obviously, you're not going to be able to smell much, dear, because you've got... <laughs> Such a hay fever nose at the moment. Thank you to somebody, but the taste buds are perfectly fine. Yeah. But um, remember we did that tasting um, and uh, where was that? It was at... Royal Loch Nagar. Thank you. And um, we were sort of taught that you get different characters if you hold the nose at different lengths oh. from your nose. Uh, sorry, hold the glass at different lengths from your nose. And... You're right, I can't do that at No, the you can't do it at the moment. I'm so sorry. But next time, um, maybe we'll try and... Nah, it's not going to survive. Well, you, yeah, no, I was going to say, you're going you're gonna to have to uh, rope Lewis down on the bed in the middle of the night to, to keep it viable. <laughs> I, I'm only talking about saving the whiskey, Lewis. Don't worry. Anything else? Oh, you've been sneaking whiskey in the middle of the night, Lewis. <laughs> He's an angel. Um... 
I think I think getting back to the, the yep he's uh, he's he's back on his maps he's working <laughs> look up world of whiskey oh, yeah. oh, back to back to the I argument think, of all think, time yeah, I think getting back to the conundrum of like uh, it's not a conundrum of, like that trip from uh, a, a DeSoto Inverness mm-hmm. regardless of whether it was uh, Clanleash or uh, Belle Blair mm-hmm. it was definitely the same trip the same day that we went to both of them no it had to be look how close those DeSoto's are together no we went to Tain um, so we went to um, uh, what's in Tain? Glenmorangie, and we went to Belle Blair on the same day. We went up to Kleinleash on another day. I have... said I'd really like to go up further north, and um, and so we went further north because I decided to go further up north. Nah, He's not buying I'm it. Not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really selling it either. Do, do yeah. you have photos on your phone? I'll well. Tell you. No, I, th- I suspect not. I think it kind of predated where you were habitually taking photos on your phone. But we do have photographic evidence uh, at home on the uh, the computer. Yeah, so um, <laughs> perhaps there will be a future podcast where we clarify in what order we saw these distilleries <laughs> because I don't know. I See, honestly, I've, don't. I've never known a time where you don't photograph absolutely every part of your day. <laughs> Isn't it so weird? So I was thinking and was kind of discussing it at work because uh, we've got the capacity now to do, you know, round-the-country video calls. Mm. So while you're only getting snapshots of people in front of their computers, you can all talk and be effectively in the same room at the same time, but you're not in the same room at the same time. Mm. Communication for us, I think, is kind of like... Uh, travel would have been for our grandparents or perhaps our even our parents because it's just evolved so dramatically in the time that we've been alive. I can remember a time where, um, and it was only the early 90s, uh, I had family living in Australia. At the time I was living in New Zealand and on Christmas Day I remember calling think it was my cousins were at the time living in Mosman in uh, in Queensland. Mosman? Mosman? I don't know how you say it. And well, not twice, just once. <laughs> and, and so I remember calling them from, well, my grandparents called them on Christmas Day and the delay on the phone. And that would have been, say, 1990 or so or maybe 1989. And, you know, you'd have this delay. And that was just going across, you know, a reasonably short distance. Mm. Of course, then when we moved to Western Australia, you'd be having these conversations and you'd be like, so, Grandma, like, you know, blah, 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 Mm. blah, and you'd be talking. And then you'd have to wait for the information to hit there. Yep. And then you'd have to wait for her reply to come back. And it was Travelling down the cable. It's like sending SMSs. Well, only only two weeks ago, I was in Shibuya, Tokyo, and I phoned Lewis. It was a video phone. And not only what was the delay, about one second, mm. but even though I was in Japan, he could hear me in English. <laughs> You're hilarious, dear. Absolutely hilarious. But don't you think it's incredible that we're doing those sorts of yep. things and, you know, we can, um, you know, there's been times that we've been on cruises and have had Wi-Fi connections and we've been able to ring our parents and say, oh, how's everything mm. going? And you know, good to catch up. There's, We're on the other side there, of the road. There, there is a part other of side me. of the world, sorry. There is a part of me, though, that misses that where you can actually switch off. Yeah. That, you know, that actually does. I open my iPad and, in Puerto Rico and work is there. 
that is why cruises are awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, thinking So that. when you get to port, I guess you've got the option if you're in a country where you can get connection. And I love the um, the American Virgin Islands because I was actually able to get a connection and watch an episode of Game of Thrones <laughs> <laughs> from the ship seriously. Like I was up at 6 a.m. out in the balcony going, please let us have connection. Uh, I need to see this episode today. It was like the second to final episode. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was so funny because all these uh, Americans that we met on the ship and they were going, man, I can't wait to get home and watch Game of Thrones. And we're like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say it. We didn't say because could you imagine that being on a cruise ship? Everyone's desperate to watch Game of Thrones and you've already seen it because you, you can watch it in your, your room on Wi-Fi. It's like, why didn't you invite us in? It's like, well, because we can't fit 1,200 people <laughs> yeah. in our room. You just don't well, try. Um, well, it probably would have been about 2,500 because I'm guessing about half the people would have been interested yeah. in watching Game of Thrones. What it, how cool would it have been if we'd been able to like organize something where we go, have you got any screens on here that we could show? Well, well the funny thing is because of Lewis's background in radio and that kind of thing and uh, we've been on our first – so we've been on that boat twice and the first time around there was this awesome Australian um, – no, oh, ha ha! Can't think of her name. Melody. No. Melody. Yeah, it was it? No, no. Um, was it? I think it was. Yeah. Uh, I can't think what her name was. Oh, I'm so sorry if you're listening. Um, and Lewis is going to confirm. Oh no, I feel really bad. But um, she was awesome, and she said, "Look, I've got this opportunity. I've got a day off. Um, let's catch up for a coffee, but." let's go up and we'll show you the radio room. And what they had was a podcast studio that was set up and it was incredible. And it was up in one of the funnels of the ship. Really? Yeah. It was incredible. So we got to stand up and we were just like, oh my goodness. Couldn't take photos inside um, for security reasons, but we could take photos um, out the window, which was really cool. Uh, And we got to see... All of the 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 technical aspect of the ship as well. So we got to go through the comms room where mm. they run all the ships, lighting, announcements, everything. Oh, you got your chimes going. Yes, must town be the hall clock. clock. Town hall clock is chime. Well, it must be seven pm. Ah, but which it, of course is whiskey time. What in Guildford? Funny Matt, that. I'm you 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 yeah. close, Mallory. Mallory. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I was thinking? I was thinking like um, family ties, and that's why I said Melody was wrong in my head mm-hmm. because What's Melody. family ties? Sha-la-la-la. You don't remember family ties? I'm 18. <laughs> you're adorable. That's what you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just such an awesome experience going and being able to do that on the ship. It was such a connected environment. Yeah. And yet we were on a ship in the middle of the ocean. Well, in the middle of the ocean. We are in the middle of the Caribbean at the time. And oh, we... Atlantic Ocean? <laughs> Caribbean Sea, Atlantic Ocean, yeah. you'd be fine. Gulf of Mexico. And and we were so disconnected, and yet everything in the ship was very connected. Indeed. I'm sure there was another tangent that was going yeah. down with that. But Game of Thrones, from what I remember. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, it would have been awesome if the yeah. second time it had been the same people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure we would have been able to organise something. Yeah. But it was, it was it's really cool. I, I actually like 
being disconnected. Mm. I, I like to be. I, that's why I don't want them to get their Wi-Fi sorted out on planes because I like to be able to be on yes. a plane and just like watch the movies on the plane and watch something on my iPad, but not be connected to the world. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree. I, I, it's one of the great joys of traveling is being mm. able to switch off and be at different time zones to other people, so you can't phone them. Mm. Emails. Where am I? Hate <laughs> yeah, because we we um, uh, Skype your parents and my parents when we're in distilleries and like on the Isle of Skye, that's a, uh, an Isla. When we were on Isla, I think we we uh, well, not in the distilleries. It was in our accommodation. In the accommodation, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. But which that accommodation was in a distillery. <laughs> yeah, tomato, <Yeah>. tomato. <laughs> I just Facetime you. Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. but and yeah. sometimes you actually answer. <laughs> you Facetime me. Well, I just figured you're attached Seniority at the hip. Seniority. Attached at the hip. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, dram number three. Hi. Uh, the 12-year-old or the... What, I'm gonna go, Actually, I'm what gonna is go that? The... That'd be a, it's a 12-year-old. Well, it's an 05, but it was bottled in 2017. <laughs> would you like the 12-year-old or would you like the 12-year-old? I'll have the 12-year-old, please. Um, um, you're looking at this 12-year-old bottle. primary. Yeah. <laughs> That one. Oh, okay. Go for it. Point there's, yourself. There's, there's more in it. Um, can I, can Lou, I, can you, I uh, no, no. announce what an upcoming episode's going to be? Yeah. I have some, hopefully some very good Japanese whiskey that I brought back last week from Tokyo. No way. So I'm hoping that we can have give that a good try and compare it to, you know, uh, there's no equivalent concept of scotch. Oh, yours made a really good little opening. Yeah, it's how you handle it. And... Um, <laughs> sorry, that wasn't a dig at you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just, Apparently it's just he's my better mouth at moving. handling the mm. meme. Mm-hmm. Yes, got, I got the knob off. Now here we go. <laughs> Eighteen-year-old joke. Uh, yeah, so I'd be most happy to bring a couple of bottles there. I, I oh, had some Yamakasi was just, but I've just got to say that uh, this is my third time to Japan, and I've just got to say I'm really, really getting into the food and mixing it with whiskey. Yeah, it's sure. Just figure, figure, and and they do whiskey highballs, but we'll talk about that actually in the podcast. Mm. How, how how the Japanese do their whiskey, which I think would shock three people sitting around this coffee table at the moment. I think how they do it would really scare you. Uh, you have to be very specific in how you order your whiskey in in, in Japan. Ooh, okay. <laughs> This is that in case you order it to be injected through your ear. Can no, I? I've done that before. That was fine. Oh, um, that'd be a bit weird. Yeah, it would be actually. Have you ever put aqua ear in your ear? What? Aqua ear. What's that? Um, it's something that um, you put in your ear to stop if you're swimming a lot. Oh, um, I, like the, I, I, the... I don't swim in the kiln. Still, that's the word I wanted. Kiln, that would be a bit hard. I'd be, swimming in, I'd be like... swimming in sweat for about one minute, and then after that I wouldn't be swimming at all. I don't swim in this still. And that was how he was evaporating. <laughs> what a way to go. I think this has probably um, turned to a bit of nonsense. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should probably wrap it up. Indeed. Well, okay, before you do wrap it up. Okay. I, I so, think no, you... I think that um, <laughs> Eugene's um, 2012 The Newer, in, in terms of your favourite, out of, of the out of the oh, two bell players, uh, yeah, I think I'm, that you're the newer. I, I'm I'm the young hip one, mm-hmm. and I'm the O five. Yeah, old yeah. yeah. I'm 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 kind of torn. <laughs> blend I, I think, them, then you can have a 2010, 2009, well, 2009 if you blend them. Before I actually make my um, like tell you what mine is. Um, my cousin's got this thing that he's been doing a little bit of research on. In terms of, so you get bottles of wine that age with time, 
and yep. bottles of champagne that age with time. Yes, <laughs> they sometimes make ex- overage. And they make excellent salad vinegar. Excellent. Mm. And there's a theory that um, that speaks to whiskey doing the same in the bottle, mm. that it doesn't necessarily just stay as that whiskey. No, it does continue it to. The chemical reactions develop. continue. Yeah. And I think that once you've opened a bottle of whiskey, I think that once it's get, it gets a bit of air, and I mean, this one's like, you know, uh, a fifth left in the bottle at the moment. Yeah, four sleepwalks down, one's one to go. <laughs> and so I think that once you expose it to more air and that kind of thing, yep. I think that it develops the taste. I agree. I think that this one, it definitely develops towards the more leathery, tobacco-y kind of taste to mm-hmm. me. Um, so um, when I, I say this one, I'm talking about the um, 05. The two, uh, sorry, no, I keep on wanting to say 2012. But, um, so the 12-year-old that we were drinking that would have been bottled in 2007. Sold this year. Yep. Uh, it's a delicious, like, and I would not turn down a dram of this yeah. little whiskey. It's a delicious whiskey. I do. I, I, I really like its subtlety. But I like the way that the flavors developed in the two thousand uh, in the two thousand five release. Yeah. I, I say give this give this a bit more time, and you'll probably find that the color will probably it's it, it's only a fraction difference in the colors of the gold. Mm. It'll probably get there. Mm. Probably good sign. Lewis, could you reach to your right? There's a, a black box behind all my mum's Tia Maria's and um, Cointreau's bottles. Uh, there's a black box whiskey one, Japanese whiskey one. I can, can you see, see four to your black right? boxes from where there I'm There you go. Your hands above it. Your hands above it. That's Jeepers, one. creepers, sir. Yeah, I've got a bit there. Oh, wow. I think we might give this one a try next time. Well, next time I'm on, I'm on the cod part. It's called Golden House Musashi Pure Malt Whiskey. Uh, it's a nice box, and there you go, listeners. That's something for you to do some research on. I can't say I bought it at a particularly good distillery. I was in Japan that's for incredible. work, but this is what they this is what they they sell. And uh, Japanese whiskey is uh, simple and elegant, really good. So to I'll try say to the that. least. Yeah. and I think that the distilling process. Look, no. Lewis don't is breaking. Lewis is breaking <gasps> the seal. He's off to the toilet. Um, oh wow! Yeah, that's that's a nice bottle. Wow, it's good. That would be very interesting. Oh, wow. Interesting. It's a post-war distillery, hmm. 1946. That's adorable. So I look forward to breaking the head of that and... Uh... Musashi. Wow. Sorry, a lot of silence in there. <laughs> but um, it, it, So since 1946, Hanyu, Japan. So Hanyu is the location? Yes, It'll be one of the islands, I I imagine. I if, don't know its geography that If you that crack well. this open on the podcast, I would just be honoured. Okay, well, I will do that. Amazing. I'm very happy to do that. That would be good. Wow. We've shared this one with Maybe you. Maybe we should do a, um, a four-person podcast, get Daniel to come up, and we'll organise some... That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. that'd be no, really no, he, cool he to do. Actually, and we should actually get some Chinese, uh, some Japanese nibbles in. Yeah, yeah. we could, from Yuki. Yeah, some, yeah, some, yeah that'd, that'd be, that really, be really cool. Nice. And I think when you have some of that, and then you, then you try... The, the Japanese barbecue style of meats and, and vegetables, you just go, it, it, it works well. That's We'll really talk cool. about that in the next one. <laughs> yeah, now I'm hungry. Now we can get some food in. <laughs> Excellent. We'll go get some food. Um, the So the jury's kind of out because, like, well, I appreciate the um, the 12-year-old, um, the newer one. I think that the um, 
Go for I, it. I, I think that the older it. one is... Bid the 05 and I'll finish off the 12. <laughs> <laughs> and he's done that because there's like a third of the bottle gone from that one. As opposed to the 80% gone from the other one. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Hopefully it won't be as long between drinks. Bye. Cheerio. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.